Hello, everyone. Welcome to season five of Physical Kids Weekly. Woo! <laughs> Um, we are back and ready to talk about the season five trailer. So a little before season five, The Magicians airs. I'm Clara. And I'm Danny. And we are here with our good friend Spooky Spice from Twitter. Hi. Um, and yeah, we just want to kind of do a breakdown of the trailer and all our impressions and what we think might be coming for the coming season. So uh, Spooky, why don't we start with, start with you? Like, what did you think of this trailer? I actually quite liked it. It was really cinematic. Mm. Um, it was nice. I've been, like, feeling the hiatus kind of heavy, so it was nice to kind of refresh my excitement for the show. Yeah, I felt very similarly, and Danny, I know you did too. The hiatus been rough. Yeah. <laughs> A doozy, for sure. Yeah. And for me, I think, like, I agree with you that it was super cinematic. The things that excited me there there was so much going on in terms of like plot but honestly the thing that like excited me the most was that fucking kraken yes oh my god <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of visual effects so i'm excited well and also i feel like in the past you know some sometimes the visual effects are great but sometimes they're they're kind of like TV visual effects, uh, TV budget uh, visual effects, sci-fi budget visual effects. Um, <laughs> but that Kraken looked beautiful, and I want to be friends with it. That means we're probably not going to get a dragon this season. I mean, I will take a giant squid monster. Yeah, over, that's a like, good trick-off. <laughs> the third or fourth dragon that we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> third. It would be third. <laughs> so, Danny, how about you? What were your, like, big, broad initial impressions? I liked it, um, but I was just kind of like, hmm, Julia's not in this enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, she but was also, in... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Also, Todd's not in it, so, you know, Truly. instant disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> but we know that Todd will be singing this season. It's true. I forgot that that's a thing. <laughs> I, want, I want singing Todd. I love all the Todd running gags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a little disappointed that it's not I just can't wait to be king. I've been making that <laughs> joke for three seasons now. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish it had come to life, but you know, I'll, I'll take any song. So, yeah, there were a couple interesting pairings in the trailer um, that are worth talking about. One which I think everyone was expecting was Elliot and Alice. Um, and them sort of coming together over their grief for Quentin um, definitely seems to be what we're seeing in that trailer. Anything that you guys are sort of thinking about that pairing? I mean, I'm excited to see them try and cope together, I guess. I I don't know how everyone else will react. I feel like it's going to be back and forth, but I don't know. I'm excited. I think they're overdue for some interaction, too. Like, I feel like they should have been connected earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they had that whole, uh, like, three-way thing that I think got in the way for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad, to, I'm glad to see them together, both as characters, but also really to see Olivia and Hale act, act alongside each other. Because they're both really strong actors, and I think putting them in the same room together, putting them in scenes together, it's going to be electric. I think there's going to be very little way that it, it's not going to feel really sort of intense and real. And I think 
following on everything that happened in season four and following on the devastation of the finale, it's really going to be important for us to experience their grief as real the way that we have experienced our own grief as real. Yeah. I'm ready to have my heart ripped out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that seems to be the consensus. Everyone I've talked to about it is like, I feel like it's going to completely destroy me in the best way possible. Mm. One of the other pairings that I want to make sure we talk about is Margot and Fenn, because they seem to be engaged in battle. It seemed more like a joke to me, but... Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, even when Margot, like, draws her axes and Fenn draws her knives? Uh, Weren't they in separate scenes, technically? I don't think so. I don't think for all of that. (laughs) I thought it was. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I do know they like to fake us out pretty heavy in the trailer, too. So who knows? <laughs> it's true. And I mean, one thing that I think might lend credence to your theory, um, I I noticed in one of the scenes that, like, Josh appears to be on Fen's side. But I don't know if that's the same thing or if it's a different battle or what the story is. I don't know. It seemed like a joke, the whole their little banter so (laughs) i don't know if it was to like trick someone else into thinking that they're still enemies or something (laughs) i could see that um the other one is that julia is at break bills um and i don't think we really know what her relationship to break bills is gonna be but i'm curious to hear what y'all are guessing i think she's a student again because i bet her magic is more like a spark (laughs) so she probably can't do all that crazy magic anymore i haven't thought about it until now but part of me is like kind of flabbergasted like how do you go back to school after everything that's happened and your best friend dies so like well like, she never went to the school right. <laughs> except for as kim i guess kimber so damn that would be really interesting to me if that was the case if she was a student there i would be really interested to see like what that trajectory is for her I'm hoping that whatever her relationship is to the school, like whether she's a student or a teacher or just like somebody who's hanging out there and investigating shit. um, I am really excited to see more of her in Fog because I really liked that at the beginning of last season. And uh, for most of that, she wasn't Julia. She She was Kimber. And so I think it'll be nice to see her as herself alongside him. Mm hmm. There's also a bunch of new characters I noticed. Mm -hmm. And I know you wanted to talk about at least some of this, Danny. Yeah, I was pretty excited to see the new characters. Um, For one, I've been, I've I've probably been talking a little bit about it for a few months because I noticed that Sean McGuire was in the show. Not confirmed. They didn't like announce it or anything, but he kept like commenting on people's stuff, and I just kind of put two and two together <laughs> that he was going to be on the show. But he used to play Robin Hood in Once Upon a Time, so I feel like a lot of people know him from that. So he's familiar with the genre, but I guess he's playing the like pig, pig guy. But he also sh- they show his face too, so like I think he's like. I feel like it's going to be like a princess and the frog situation. They have to like reveal him hmm. what he actually looks like, <laughs> that he was cursed or something. Well, and was it Jake Choi that you mentioned as well? Yeah. 
He's awesome. He's um this like super openly queer like mm-hmm. Asian American actor. Um, he's usually in a lot of comedy stuff. Um, he's on that show on ABC called Single Parents. And he's really funny on it. Mm. Um, I've been following him for a while, and like I had no idea he was gonna be on the show, but then I saw him in the trailer. I had to watch it like I had to go back to that moment multiple times, and I was like, "Is that him? Is that him?" <laughs> and it was. But I was really excited about that because since he is queer and open about it in real life, I just instantly was like, is he going to be, like, one of Elliot's love interests or something? I know that people might not necessarily be ready for that, but if if it's maybe just, like, a little bit of a tease towards that, that would be really cool. He's not in a scene with Elliot in the trailer, though, right? He's just by himself in the scene. Yeah. He just had some crazy-ass shit going on with his eyes. Yeah. And then I wasn't sure if Katie was in that same scene with him or not, because it is a like cut, but it looks very similar, and they could be a fake out, but it seemed like they were trying to put that together. Maybe. That makes me think that he might be a hedge witch. Mm. Mm, maybe. Um, That'd be cool. And then the other new characters I noticed, I don't actually know who any of them are, because you only really see them from like the side or behind. Um, there's that scene where Penny is, I think, in Fillory um, with, like, four other people. And um, I didn't recognize any of the other people in that scene. Um, and, again, like, they're shot from behind or from the side. But I feel like I would know from behind or from the side any of the main people that we've seen. And it also just, like, that makes piques my interest about what Penny's going to be doing this year. Because it if he's with a whole bunch of new people and not with any of the old crew other than Julia in a couple scenes. I feel like if anything, Penny's probably the professor. Penny's a professor? <laughs> yeah. Probably. You think he's like teaching them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. Cause like magic is like basically showing up in like way more people, it seems like, because of the surge. Yeah, yeah. They hinted at that at the end of last season that all the, like, globes were, like, waking you out. know, waking out. Yeah, well, and, um, I mean, Katie's whole thing with the hedges, right, like, she ended the sort of reign of terror of the library, um, and uh, I guess that leaves all these hedges free, but with, like, a much larger supply of magic, so... I feel like the hedges have to come back. I don't know if that's what Penny's doing or if Katie is continuing that or if they both are or if this is something else entirely because it did look like he was in Fillory. But (laughs) I just feel like that thread has to keep coming back. Like we can't just leave the hedges where they were and expect everything to go back to normal. Oh, yeah, I definitely think they're going to have an important role. But like the whole magic surge storyline and like people – getting magic that didn't happen before reminds me like a lot of they had like a storyline in the legend of Korra that basically was similar where it's like she unleashed the spirit world onto like the physical world. And so they were together. And when she did that, like a bunch of people who were not benders became benders. It was really interesting. Well, and that's a really interesting analogy too, because we know like, we, we do have two pennies and one of them is in the underworld and one of them isn't. Um, so there could be some interesting sort of cross current of underworld and physical world going on as well. Yeah. Other new character, the last new character I noticed is that whoever it is who wears the high King crown and isn't 
uh, Margot or Fen, that like curly haired person. It's not. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. So. <laughs> well, so this is the reason I noticed it is because, right, like a bunch of people thought maybe it would be Plover, who was like the evil king, and were really upset about that. I think including us, though I don't remember everything that we said at the end of last season, to be quite honest. Um, but it doesn't look like, I mean, it's definitely not Plover, but it also doesn't look like anybody else we know. Like, it doesn't look like the beast is coming back or anything like that. What so, if it's one of the other Chatwin children? I guess there's only three in the show, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it could be, but I kind of, that, that that's definitely a possibility. One other thing I thought of is, I mean, it could be a Felorian, um, right? Whatever happened that caused... Uh, you know, because we know that Elliot and Margot are ending up 300 years in the future. Like, that was stuff that they've conf- they confirmed at Comic-Con. Um, we know, like, at s- that, that means that at some point there was some kind of vacuum of power. Well, if all the people on Earth are getting powers that never had powers before, maybe people in Fillory are getting magic, too. That would be wild. That would be so good. I would be really into that. Mm-hmm. And we know That'd the fairies really are cool back. To see. Yes. That would be really cool to see Rafe with uh, some magic. Yes. <laughs> I'd swoop in. Make Rafe a regular 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think my guess is maybe it's a Florian or like someone from Loria or one of the other kingdoms took advantage of the power vacuum Um that occurred at some point between where we left Fillory and where we end up with Fillory um, at the end of season four when, like, Margot and Elliot come back and it's 300 years later. Yeah. But also, you know, fully expect curveballs from this show. Also, like, Fen looks like a complete badass this she does. season. Yes. I'm really excited. <laughs> I feel like Brittany's in this season a lot more in general, just from what I've seen of, like, the behind the scenes of, like, them filming and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like she's involved a lot more than she used to be. I mean, I know she's been a regular for, like, three years now, but she would still be, like, sporadically missing. Mm -hmm. Well, and, yeah, okay, so let's say you're wrong and it's not a joke and Fen and Margot end up in a fight. Who's going to win that fight? Margo? I don't want that fight. I, <laughs> Did I say this already that like Josh looks like he's on Fen's side in those yeah. scenes? You yeah, I have a feeling that's like a fake out. I think that's a fake out. I don't I, I think there are at least two fights, but I think there is a real fight between Margot and Fen. And I would have said also that Margot would win um before this season, but I'm kind of curious. Like you said, Fen looks like a real badass, so I think they may be beefing her up a bit to make that a real battle. Maybe. Which she deserves, honestly. She deserves to come into her own as a person. And I mean, you know, we've never seen it truly, but, like, she has knife skills. She could oh, yeah. fillet a human. <laughs> she could. <laughs> I don't know if she could beat uh, Margo's ice axes, though. Yeah. I think it depends a lot on, like, modality, because, like, Margo can be very, like, rage-driven, and if Ben is more calculated, like, that might be it, honestly. Mm, I can see that. 
I don't know if they would go there, like yeah. pitting two women against I, each other after their <laughs> female-driven seasons. I really don't want a conflict between Sen and Margot. I know it's like they've already done that. <laughs> I don't need it again. One thing I wonder that sort of relates to your joke thing, or your joke thing. I wonder if it isn't a joke, but it is a fake out. Like if they are trying to appear as though they're at each at each other's throats, and then they're going to turn on everyone else at some point. That's what I'm assuming. Like, probably I would assume Fen would take take the Florian side. Mm. Mm-hmm. At yeah. least appearance wise. Yeah. So it could be like a strategic thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more character thing I want to mention. Not a new character, but we saw Charlton, the yeah. dude who like lives lived in Elliot's happy place when Elliot was stuck in the or when the monster was, had like taken over Elliot's body what the fuck does that mean that we see Charlton <laughs> I mean I'm assuming that when he was freed then anything in that void would have been freed as well but like Charlton was alive a long long time ago does he even have a body to go back to no but I mean like <laughs> Alice didn't have a body either. <laughs> but didn't somebody make it for her? I feel like I remember Bones. I feel true. Did Mayakovsky reconstruct her? I don't I also feel like I, it was Alice making somebody's bones. <laughs> I don't know. I have to go back to season two. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to go back to that, but I'm pretty sure she just kind of, like, appeared. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody would, so... So those are all of my, like, big character-y things. Though I did see Penny is making, like, a curtain-y tented environment. Like, that sort of, he's in that thing with all the curtains around him mm-hmm. in, like, a yeah, circle. Yeah, he's probably a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, that reminded me of when they um, when they found Alice, thir- Alice from 23. Mm. It reminded me kind of of the, I forget what that is called. Um, a Tesla flexion when they did the like Tesla flexion Um, so I kind of wondered if he was like I think his traveling is going to be a big thing especially because it's not reliant on ambient magic the way that most spells are so right like that's going to be the most stable magic that you have in a world where everything else is supercharged and I mean, we know it's not reliant on that because when there was no magic, he was still able to travel, right? Like, yeah, because he's like, it's like a part of him. Yeah. So part of me wonders, and maybe this is what he's doing as a teacher or whatever. Like, if he is really, you know, in um in the books, in there's that like gap where we don't see Penny for a while after graduation. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. just like after he doesn't he didn't even graduate he left right right (laughs) right where he does all that like real exploration of other worlds which we never have gotten to see in the show and so part of me wonders if like this is going to be the opportunity for penny to do that and maybe that's how he picks up all these other people is like in other worlds that would be cool it's time that penny got a real like a real storyline that doesn't involve him dying and coming back to life and dying and coming back to life Yeah. yeah I just feel like there's a very real possibility that this could be the final season. Oh, yeah. So that sucks. Because <laughs> you know, like, the world's ending. And, like, 
the world is basically ending in the the third book of The Magicians. So uh, let's see where that goes, I guess. I I share your concern, but also they have always said that they have six seasons. So what six seasons in them. So whether or not they get that from like a business standpoint, whether or not they get renewed. I think there's at least one more season of content and I don't think that they've written themselves. I don't think they will have intentionally written themselves out. Yeah. Which of course will make it worse if it is the final season, but (laughs) (laughs) like at least they could give us like a wrap up thing. Like we could hope if that's the case, but just wait 10 years. It's not the case. Like Gilmore girls or like all the other shows that have come back and done like, (laughs) <laughs> well, a lot of shows recently have been doing, like, wrap-up stuff after they've been canceled. Yeah. Well, I hope it doesn't. I hope we have at least one more season. I think I think we do. I've got my fingers crossed. I do think that since, unfortunately, Quentin is no longer here to serve as, you know, the god that puts Fillory back together. I feel like they might give that to Julia in some way. Which I felt like that last season as well. I would love that so much. <laughs> it still burns me, and I hope they address it somehow this season, but like it still burns me that in the finale Penny like decides that she's gonna be mortal. And I know we don't know that for sure, but that definitely mm-hmm. has been the running assumption and I, I do like in that SDCC clip that I went back to today. Um, she she does say I used to be a goddess. So like, if she's still a goddess, she don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I hope there's some redemption on that point that we like address it and that we get to see her have some some godly powers once again. Better she better. <laughs> she's a goddess for like two seconds. Like <laughs> no, it's so annoying. Um, okay, what else do we need to talk about? What What are your big exciting things, like trailer or otherwise? Like, what are you expecting and excited about in season five? Obviously, Alice and Elliot bonding, like we said at the beginning. Um, Julia, I'm always excited for Julia. Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Marina, because I'm pretty sure she's in this season. Me too. I'm just saying that she definitely, that Casey definitely posted a picture of a music studio around the time when they said that they were all uh, recording stuff for the musical. And she also posted some like selfie trailers that looked like they were magician selfie trailers. And what else? And she was in the background, very in one of Sarah's videos, very briefly. Yes, very briefly in the background. So she's there. They're hiding her, but she's there, which makes me think she's going to be doing something really cool. Girlfriend. She's going to get her girlfriend. (laughs) All right, Spooky, what about you? What are you excited about? I'm hoping to see the worlds kind of come together and integrate more. I'm hoping this like surge of magic will bleed the realities together. Cause there's always mm. been such like a hard line between like Fillory. And then like, even on earth, like there was always a hard line between like Brigville's and like Hedgewitch, New York. And I would love to see like a kind of an uptick in the overlap between all of that. Like, I feel like they might even be accepting, I feel like, Hedwiges in two break bills because they need to learn how to to keep that surge of magic in. 
Well, and that's the thing, right? Like with, with magic surging, it's going to be, you're going to have much more of the like Harry Potter problem of like not letting the muggles know because <laughs> it's going to be really hard when you can't control everything. And especially like mm-hmm. you're saying with the hedge witches. So I could see that coming into the fold. I would love to see a dismantling of like the elitism of break bills and this like private institutional magic. Like I would love to see it kind of blown open and be more accessible to everybody. Cause it's always been very like, Oh, this is a snobby. We are the rich people with the magic. We have the access, we have the power, you know, we mm-hmm. have the privilege I would love to see that open up and there'd be less of a divide between like hedges and people who are scraping for magic and people who, you know, have it handed to them. Well, and that would be a really cool sort of tie in with what's going on in the new comic books. Have you read those? <laughs> no, I still haven't. <laughs> okay, I apologize. I'm going to give some light spoilers, but this is, like, page one. Um, so in the first comic book, like, the the whole conceit is that there's an exchange program between break bills and the sort of hedge witch um, schools, the, I forget what they're, the safe house schools. Um, and so I think there's, like, five is it five? It's like three or five um, hedge witches who come to break bills and they go to study. They have this like class where they're, they and some of the like best and brightest of break bills are studying together. And of course there's all sorts of like pissing contests and stuff, but that would be really neat if that is also kind of what's going on in the show. And we're sort of getting this, this bleed over effect. That would be cool. I mean, I want to read the comics, but like all my local comic book stores suck. I'll mail you my copy of the first one. <laughs> and I don't want to support Amazon. I will mail you my copy of the first one. I got it from Comicopolis or whatever. So I didn't find it at Con. Like, I saw the booth for it that had, like, the art of it, but I didn't see it on the table. Um, we were rushed, so I didn't have a chance to, like, really Was it out it. yet when you guys went there? I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if they were, like, doing a thing uh, at Con or not. I don't, and I don't think it was out yet. Maybe I think that's it what was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably just promo. Um, okay, so I think we've talked about, like, all the big meat. I am really excited about the creatures. Um, oh, the one other thing that we need to talk about, Danny. So you noticed um, something about Quentin's book, which I would like you to set up. Oh, yeah. I was, so Quentin, for all intents and purposes, is a confirmed cancer and because they show his, he, there's a picture out there of his little medical bracelet from when he was in the institution, and it says his birthday, which means he's cancer. Um, but his book cover has Pisces symbol all over it, which is kind of weird. I don't know if it's just a continuity error or what. <laughs> well, so you brought this up with me, and I was like, I don't think it's a continuity error. And, of course, being the queen of crackpot theories, went out and, like, researched all the mythology around Pisces. And I found some really interesting things that do seem to sort of connect with some of what we're seeing, either some of what we've seen in season four already or some of what's in that trailer. Um, so one of the sort of starter interesting things, so when... Elliot and Alice are on the beach in Fillory. There, there's this thing before them that kind of looks like a well and has like weird little crystals on it, which I thought might also be. There's that one scene in the trailer where you can like see this like spiral staircase going down to something evil looking, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I thought it might be related to that. But either way, like it, it, it looks kind of like a, a well or 
wellspring or whatever else, the one of the stars in the constellation Pisces, Alpha Piscium, is uh, also known. Like it has an it has a name that comes from Arabic, Arabic that's Alriska, which means the well rope. And that's like part of the mythology of Pisces is that like the co- it's, the well rope is the cord that binds the two fish together. Um, and I guess Ptolemy describes this at some point in like ancient Greek shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's like in the Greek mythology, the people who or the the like fish that are being bound together are Aphrodite and her son Eros, who transform into fish in order to escape a monster, this, like, father of all monsters who was sent by Gaia to attack the gods. So, like, there's some stuff in here that feels kind of weird and familiar, even though it's it's not exactly what we got before. Um, and in some ways, like, independent of the specifics of the, like, mythology, I do really like the... I, I, I really like the idea that, like... Quentin has the Pisces symbol on his book because he is like the rope that binds together these other people and particularly Alice and Elliot. The other stuff that is kind of interesting is that, um, so the age of Pisces began in 1 AD and is supposed to end in 2150 AD. Um, And so a lot of astrologers who are also Christians see the uh, like beginning of the age of Pisces coinciding with the birth of Christ as being more than a coincidence. And so they see this like Christ-like figure who of course sacrificed himself for everybody else um, as being the sort of embodiment of Pisces as being like the ultimate Piscean. He's referred to by many as the dying God. So I thought that was also really interesting because obviously like Quentin's death was self-sacrificial and I mean, all self-sacrificial deaths lead to Jesus basically on some level, right? Like that's where a lot of that mythology that like, that's where we draw a lot of that mythology from in certainly American and European, like Western literature. Um, But the bigger point I think is that like his death of course is the end of an era and the beginning of another And that's true both, like, for viewers of the show. It's obviously an end of an era to have the, the, like, arc of Quentin end. Um, But I think also in the show itself, right, like, this flip into this world where, like, there's too much magic is... That marks a real change um, in the sort of class of problem that we're having. So, I don't know, I just thought it was all interesting, and I don't have a full-on crackpot theory yet, but I just thought it was worth sharing some of that, those mythological elements that seem to tie in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, any final thoughts before we close the book on the season five trailer? I think I've said everything. I think. Can we talk about everybody's hair? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Can we talk about everybody's hair? Yeah, please take it away. I love. No, we're gonna start with what I hate. I hate that top knot they put on Katie, and they need to stop doing that to her. <laughs> There's like a split second where she's got that like awkward little top knot, and then the rest of her hair is out. And I'm like, why did I do that to her? Um, oh, like one of those like halfways. I think that's one yeah. of Jade's like personal looks. 
<laughs> they do it. She wears it in um, the bank heist too, and it's that hair. It's like a quick <laughs> moment. Yeah, she's talked to us about that. It, it's it's a hairdo that she does and she likes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I there was a lot of diversity in hair for Elliot, which I like because he mm-hmm. tends to have like one look. Mm-hmm. for a season so, yeah yeah so it was really nice to see like he had his hair back at one point there was a point where he was like disheveled because he was doing some intense magic and I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing kind of more variation in his aesthetic and what causes that because yeah. he traditionally has been so calculated and you know put together yeah he's a walking affectation essentially <laughs> like and I would love to see him be more kind of grounded in his reality and how that influences what he looks like and how he presents I'm- I'm curious as to if both him and Julia will have any kind of remnants from having them the gods inside of them. Ooh, I would love that so much. I don't even know what that would look like, but I would love to see like a footprint of that experience. Well, I mean, I think it has to be true for, I don't know. I, I'm reading a lot into the Charlton thing, but I feel like the <laughs> existence of Charlton, right? Like, he at least ha- they at least have memories of it, which is more than I think we necessarily expected them to have. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of stamp or imprint in the same way that like there have been like a- a- other interactions with gods have left imprints on people. Like, how does that impact your mind? How does that impact your magic? Mm. Um, I really just want to see Charlton like bopping around trying to figure out how to function in this reality. <laughs> I do really like the fish out of water trope. Like one of my favorite, my like favorite moments in the entire series still is uh, like Fen going around New York with Todd and um, uh, what's the daughter's name? Frey? Some, yes, Frey. I was like, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's another F name. Um, <laughs> Frey. <laughs> yes, frail human. <laughs> um, but that like moment when they come back and she's all excited about everything and uh, Todd calls Elliot dad. Uh, yeah, it's still like one of the best moments in the entire series. <laughs> and I loved when Margot was like, when did you watch The Karate Kid? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, isn't that in one of the... Not The Karate Kid, but isn't um, there a... When did you have time to watch... Endgame. Endgame. <laughs> that was funny. That was cute. It is like three hours long. I mm-hmm. I saw some really funny fan theories floating around the internet around that. Like somebody said maybe she just like rolled her fairy eye into the theater and left. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I gotta say, that might be a thing that I did if I had a fairy eye. <laughs> I wouldn't take a Margo to be an Avengers fan, so that's She's super nerdy, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like she's a different kind of nerdy. She's not like superhero nerdy. Well, but we know that we know that she watched a bunch of other shows because of that um, that moment when like she and Elliot are talking all in pop culture. I mean, references. they're they're a fan of Gossip Girl at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see it. Were there any other hair things you wanted to mention, Spooky? Now I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Julia's hair was, but Julia's hair is always incredible. Um, it's true. I'm a slut for high ponytail, Margo. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like and the uh, Ariana Grande look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Um, no, that's it for hair. 
Ken's always looks really good. Always good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will mention one fashion note, even though we do not have a fashion segment in this particular episode, which is uh, there's uh, because Alice spends a lot of time in the library and then also is in some other things. I was kind of paying attention to how her dress changes in those two environments and in the Ooh. library she still is very alice um but it definitely has like a little bit more of a 40s vibe 40s and 50s vibe the way that the other um the way mm. that the librarians dress and of course everything is grayer because that's just the palette um but i'm i'm still really interested in like alice's library storyline and whether or not she ends up actually being a library employee at some point um Especially because of that Cassandra thing that we had going in season three that still is unresolved and that we've been told will be resolved. Mm. <laughs> that said, we've been told a lot of things will be resolved. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I was getting some like vibes that Zelda like might not make it out of the season. Oh, I don't know why. I just felt like that when I was watching the trailer and like the small moments that she's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thought she was gonna die last season too, so I was pretty. Yeah, I had a moment. I was pretty surprised she made it through. Um, I haven't even been able to watch the finale since. Yeah. Since after the podcast. I haven't watched it since then either. <sighs> I watched it once to write my really sad fanfiction, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta conjure up those emotions before you can put them in writing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, at some point before it airs again, we should probably do that. But uh, I'm not in no rush. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, I think on that note. (laughs) Womp, womp. Yes. On that note, I think we will wrap on our trailer episode. Thank you for joining us, Spooky. It was really fun to have you on for the first time. I hope it's not the last. Thank you for having me. I'm always down. You know where I live. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Mind slut. Back at it. Yes. <laughs>